back. I'm your host, Brian Abushakra, and on this week's episode, we will be reviewing Dr. Linus and Recon, the seventh and eighth episodes from the final season of Lost. We open up in our flash sideways to see Ben speaking about the end of Napoleon's reign, which is very similar to what has happened on the island. And this isn't a coincidence, because it's talking about how both of them were exiled from their position and left with nothing but a title. Ben even mentions that the title is useless if it carries no weight behind it. One thing that I did notice is that Ben seems to always be focusing on the title that he's given. We even see him correct the principal in this scene when he calls him Linus instead of Dr. Linus. Now in the jungle, we get a little bit more of an explanation from Miles about what his ability actually does. Miles explains that what he can do is pick up on the last thoughts and discover how they die, but he needs to have the body and he's limited to what it knows. This is very different from what we've seen with Hurley, who can actually have full-on conversations and communicate with the people who have passed. Now let's return back to our flash sideways, when we see Ben living with his father. This is the first time we hear a mention about the island in the flash sideways, and it's brought up by Roger when he talks about what their life would have been like if they had stayed on the island. Now we know exactly what would have happened to Roger, he would have been killed by Ben. And ironically, in this scene, we see Ben replacing Roger's air tank. Whereas on the island, Ben actually poisoned him with gas. But before I move on, I wanted to bring back up the subject of titles. We know that they're pretty important to Ben, but titles aren't important if you aren't able to substantiate what that title represents. On the island, we saw Ben take a lot of titles. He took the position of leader by taking that from Widmore, and he took the position of father by stealing Alex. In our flash sideways, we're actually able to see Ben earning people's respect and trust. In this case, we see how Alex actually looks up to him and relies on him, whereas on the island, he had the title of father, but none of her respect. Throughout this season, we've heard a lot about these candidates. In this episode, we actually get more explanation from Alana. Ultimately, all of these people have been brought to the island as candidates to replace Jacob for protector of the island. But one thing that we learned from Alana is that there are only six of these candidates left. This connects directly to what we saw the man in black show James with all of the names written on the cave. This is the same thing that we saw up in the lighthouse with all the names on the dial. One thing I noticed in this episode is that Lapidus mentions to Ben that he was actually the pilot for Flight 815. And he brings up to Ben on the island the same question Ben's father brought up to him in the flash sideways, which is how different their life would have been if a certain thing had changed. And again, in both cases, we actually know what would have happened to both of those characters. The pilot of Flight 815 ended up being killed by the smoke monster. And since nothing is a coincidence in the world of Lost, we can guess that Lapidus was meant to miss that flight. Now let's catch up at the Black Rock with Richard, Jack, and Hurley. We find out from Richard that he can't actually kill himself because he was touched by Jacob. Now I want you all to remember that we've actually seen every member of Flight 815 that's currently on the island be touched by Jacob at one point or another. And because of that, they can't kill themselves. And if you're wondering how we can test this theory, look as far back as Michael trying to kill himself off the island once he escapes with Walt. Moreover, look at the instance with Locke trying to kill himself off the island. He was just about to hang himself before Ben broke through the door and stopped him from doing so. Back in our flash sideways, we see Ben faced with a lot of similar situations to the ones that he had on the island. The first being him grabbing for power from the principal. This 
ties directly into the situation he had with Widmore because he leveraged an affair in both of those instances. The next being with his decision to sacrifice Alex, somebody that he cherished as his daughter, for that power that he wanted so badly. Now, there are a few differences between the Ben in the Flash Sideways compared to the Ben that we know. The main being his compassion. We saw him speak at the beginning of the episode about what's important to him about being principal, which is actually taking care of the kids and supporting them. Whereas on the island, all he's concerned with is the title and the power that that title brings. Ultimately, Ben chooses what's best for Alex in the Flash Sideways, and this reminds me about Widmore's comment about the island willing Alex's death. So this made me think, what's different about Ben in the Flash Sideways compared to him on the island? And if you recall, the only reason he seems to be so wicked is because he was shot by Saeed and forced to go to the temple where his innocence was basically removed. Since he left the island and none of the survivors of Flight 815 ever made it on there, none of the circumstances that led him to be shot ever occurred. So the Ben we see off-island in these Flash Sideways is more similar to the innocent child Ben that we saw back in Dharmaville. On the island, we see Ben try to escape from Alana. And when she finally confronts him with the choices that he's made, Ben shows what seems like genuine remorse for his actions. We can really see that he seems beaten down and broken. And the only reason he's trying to get to Man in Black is because he believes that's the only person who will have him. But much to all of our surprise, Alana chooses to let him stay with her. And I think this plays into a bigger theme that's kind of been building up in the background as we've been watching. Jacob is never a direct influence on people's decisions. He constantly makes suggestions, and then he lets people act in the way that they believe is right. And I think that's explained when Miles tells Ben that up until the last second, before the knife went through Jacob's heart, he hoped that he was wrong about Ben. And this feeds back into the topic of free will and whether or not our decisions are our own. And now in our final scene for this episode, we get a great on-beach reunion, much like we had seen in seasons past. But in this instance, it's really interesting the way that they choose to frame this shot. On one end, you see Ben. On the other, you see Richard. They stand opposite of each other, and each is wearing black and white. And in the midst of all of this, we see that a submarine has arrived on the island, and Widmore has returned. And that'll take us into Recon. We jump into a flash sideways, where we find out that James is a police officer and a pretty lousy con man. We also see that Miles is once again his partner, so they end up together, regardless of the island. Not everything is perfect for Jim in this life. We see that he's still tormented by his past and is trying to find Anthony Cooper. This time, he knows a lot more about him because he had a name and a location. Back on the island, we see Man in Black impart Jim on a mission on Hydra Island. He credits this faith in James on the fact that James is the best liar that he's ever met. But if you notice, all he does is tell both sides the absolute truth. And we'll get more into that at the end of the episode. In our Flash Sideways, we discover why this James is actually a cop instead of a con man. At some point in his life, he decided he had two options, and it was either choose to be a cop or choose to be a criminal. And then later in this scene, when we actually see James' apartment, I did want to point out to you guys that the books on his dresser were the exact same ones that he read on the beach. Now, there are a couple of examples of great acting in this episode I wanted to make sure you paid attention to. In the scene where Kate gets attacked by Claire, if you actually pay attention to Claire throughout the entire scene, you'll notice that she's carefully watching Kate up until she attacks her, basically trying to find the best moment 
for her attack, but it's just very subtle and hidden in the background. The next instance is when James gets to Hydra Island, and you can tell from the beginning by his facial reactions that he doesn't believe a word that Zoe says. Back in our flash sideways, we see Sawyer watching Little House, and I think it's great that they touch back on a comment that he made earlier on in the series, that that was something he watched when he was sick. But there's a really interesting line that they mention. It says that people aren't gone when they die. The memories are still there until we all meet again. And I find this really important considering we have two characters on the show who can communicate with people who have passed, as well as one character who's currently dead and actively contributing to what's going on on the island. But this does also connect with the comments that Saeed made about what happens to us after we die. There's been one common theme that we could attach to Sawyer, and it's this sort of fight-to-protect-yourself mentality. Whether he's Sawyer, Lafleur, or James in The Flash Sideways, it's always about what is in his best interest. In The Flash Sideways, we see that he's still haunted by his past and wants to kill Anthony Cooper. Whether or not he was a criminal or he was a cop, his main focus was still the same, and that was his own means. On the island, we're seeing the same thing because Sawyer is using the truth to convince both women Widmore and Man in Black to fight each other while he gets his ass out of Dodge. So Sawyer is effectively taking the third choice that Man in Black described to him when he took him into the caves. And that's the do nothing and sit by the sidelines while the other two fight it out. Folks, that'll take us into the end of this episode. Next week, we will be reviewing Ab Eterno and the package. Send in your thoughts, questions, theories, anything to wegobackpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at KingLordBrian. And until next week, take care of yourselves.